What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Rad Rides Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Zollers. And today, I have a very special guest. If you've ever wondered how those really incredible cars that get put on all the magazines, as well as when some of the best Riddler and best uh, Good Guys Awards get built, then this is the uh, podcast for you right here. Uh, I have EJ Talek with Craftworks today. Um, he is a guy who does everything very old school. When you listen to this, you're going to find out he likes to do things the old school way. He builds cars, how they're supposed to be built. They take a long time. Uh, some of these cars are, you know, five to ten years and thousands and thousands of dollars are being built. But if you have ever wondered what it takes to do that, this is one for you. You can find him online at Instagram, on Instagram, I should say, at craftworks, two underscores, fab, two underscores. He also has one with one underscore each, but it got hacked. So unfortunately, uh, he's on this one now. But you can find him there. You can find him on Facebook, uh, EJ Talek uh, on there as well, or Craftworks Fabrication on there as well. So uh, I'm actually in the airport today uh, doing this. So if it sounds a little low, that is why. Uh, but you can always get online www.radridespodcast.com and uh, see all the pictures and everything that we took there. That way you can get a look at his shop. Uh, there was a car in there that we could not show, uh, which will be shown at the Riddler uh, here probably in a few years. But um, he had some really great rides in there, and I really appreciate the time. So, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Mr. E.J. Talley. My wife, she was looking at me last night. She's like, you look like you're stressed. I'm like, no, I'm just thinking about like all the beers I'm going to be drinking over the next <laughs> yeah. week and a half. And that's like, how, like, how tired I'm going to be. You that's know? How I'm a big bowler. Like I bowl yeah. every weekend. Uh-huh. And right now is our big association tournament over the next month and a half. It's okay. like every weekend there's team events yeah. and singles and all this stuff. So like last weekend I bowled but 12 games. And then this weekend, I have to bowl another nine. And then the following weekend, I have to do another 12. Jeez, so it's like, that's a lot of bowling. And, and we just drink the whole time. So You don't get like tendonitis in your – I've always wondered that, like your shoulder. Yeah, I've, or? I've learned that I need to – like that my – I mean, I'm only I'm 35, but I've learned I need to stretch now before yeah, I bowl. Because <laughs> otherwise, my, like, my pec feels like it's ripping off the side of yeah. me. And, I'm going through rehab right now on my shoulder, and it's yeah. – it's awful and i've lifted my entire life you know mm. competitively off and on and like this is the first time I'm, I'm 39 and like this is the first time where i've gotten like i thought something was torn and and the doctors were like no you just got like tendonitis you're getting old man yeah. you know so yeah. i gotta do rehab yeah, for I've, for being old now i need to go to the doctor i have like something messed up with the shoulder like it, it's hard to lift past like that point oh yeah and i lifted something weird we've been doing like remodeling at the house sure. and i lifted something real weird and almost yeah. fell and i took all the weight up like this oh, and it just yeah. i didn't feel it at the time but once i got the piece to where it needed to be yeah <laughs> all, i was like oh no like and it's that was like two months ago and it still hurts yeah you're so, still hurting yeah. yeah you gotta get checked out man you're getting to that age yeah so. i'm really bad at going to the doctor yeah <laughs> i've been to the doctor are. like twice you're, you're a guy we all are yeah so <laughs> i've been to the doctor twice in like 20 years yeah and one of the times was just like a good of a vasectomy <laughs> <You know? laughs> <Nice. laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast, man. We're recording. Thanks. So uh, I'm, I'm down here in Coriopolis uh, with EJ Talik. Is that how you say your last yep. name? Okay. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we're at his shop here, uh, which is, is awesome. We were talking beforehand. It's an old, uh, it's an old gas station. And, uh, but I'll let you kind of introduce yourself because I'm, I'm real bad at introductions. I, I talked to everybody beforehand, and I just think everybody's been here <laughs> yeah. listening to me. So. Well, like you said, EJ Talik <laughs> and... Uh, I own Craftworks Fabrication, and I 
pretty much do anything with metal, mainly specialize in the high-end hot rod stuff. Uh, anything from little upgrades and custom exhaust systems to full-blown builds where I have to build basically the whole body. So yeah. Yes, and this this is a fab shop. Like yes. you have, yep. there are three cars in here. Is there? No, there's three yeah, cars there's in here, right and now. they're yep. all in completely bare metal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is not a, a speck of paint on anything other than maybe some wheels. Yep. Yeah, and they've been in bare metal for a long time. This one I've been, this Mercury I've been working on for about two and a half years, and then that, that thing's that 32 truck's been going on for 10. I've had it here for again probably about two and a half years, and then. Yeah. The Model A Roadster, I just got that two weeks ago. That's a brand new build. So yeah. that's, that's why it's still Those has, are cool, man. Yeah, yeah, that's why it still has rust on it. I haven't yeah. <laughs> done anything with it yet. <laughs> haven't gotten, so. gotten to it yet. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've been uh, involved in some Riddler builds, and we were actually talking about the Riddler before this. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, like that, we were talking about the prestige of how it kind of used to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like. Versus what it has become. Yeah. Yeah. Versus what it's become. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when I was growing up and seeing those cars, it was so, like I said, unattainable. Uh, and now, like you said, there's there's a couple cars that have like wheels off from Summit. Yeah. On it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't even understand or know what to say about it anymore. It's gone yeah. to that <laughs> point. <laughs> so, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So that's Which, why, like, even this 32 truck, it was, you know, uh, it's been talked about going for the Riddler for years now. And yep. you know, it's, we can't post I've pictures of it, but let me tell you, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a really nice build. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, so that thing actually started as a 32, three window coupe and oh, wow. okay. the whole back of it was cut off and the whole back of the cab was handmade. Roadster shop did a lot of the work on it. Um, Josh Hart up in Cranberry, he, okay. He used to work for Bill Steele and did a lot of the work on the truck back then. Oh, nice. So I've had it for two years, just buttoning up a lot of stuff and making all kinds of crazy little detailed panels and making stuff fit right and gapping stuff. And now it's to the point where it's actually going to leave and go get all the machine parts done because the wheels, brakes, suspension, um, a lot of the little bits and pieces of it are actually just on the truck right now for mock-up because it's going to be all one-off billet machined pieces. Oh, wow, really? Like front I-beam radius rods, rear trailing arms, Jeez. rear so, end, everything. Yes, I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the, the Riddler cars mm. and everything like that. Just, like I said, just from watching it growing up and seeing just how much work goes into these. Yeah. And like you said, this one is on its 10th year right now and hearing yeah. cars that are on that. Who commissions like something like that? Is it just a guy that just crazy, really likes cars? Crazy or? people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I want the best builders, each of them to touch it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I guess back in the day, like Boyd Coddington and those guys, they would do it from start to finish. Yeah. You yeah. know, but now it seems like it's more about like, hey, let me get the best metal guy. Let me get yeah. the best suspension guy. Let me get the best chassis guy. Yeah. And yeah, build like, like the ultimate. Well, hot like rod. Bill, who owns this, he just, I think he's known what he wants for a very long time okay. and just had different people touch it whenever the time came. Like Roadster Shop was working on it and then they kind of became consumed with a lot of other big builds going on. Gotcha. So he ended up bringing it down here just because I actually did a bunch of work for Bill back in the RPM hot rods days. Okay, and nice. Known him, been friends for a long time. So he just trusted me to. To do, do the final yeah. <laughs> little detail touches that that he wanted. Yeah, you know? and like, and he's perfectly fine with it. Just you know, taking this long, and he knows yeah. perfection. Yep. Just does yeah, even that. even with the machine stuff, he's like, you know, I just want it done right. It doesn't really, you know, there's no yeah. time frames. Just sure. want it done right the first time, and 
yeah. The older I get, the more I'm about that life and doing it right. You yeah. know. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you know when you're old, when you were when I was younger, and we talked about this. You know, television. You see these, you see these shows, and it's like, oh, we got this done in like three weeks, and I'm like. How can I build a car in three weeks? Like yeah. you can't build a car in no. three weeks, man. You no. don't have the equipment. You no. don't have the time. Yeah. You know. I'm all about doing it right the first time. Yeah. Like I have turned down so much work because somebody will come in here and say, you know, I only have this much to spend. So if we can do it this way and kind of cut, and they want to cut all these corners, and I'll automatically say, no, sorry, I can't do it for you because yeah. I am. I hate cutting corners. Sure. It always comes back to bite you in the ass. Yes. Or they might be saving a few bucks, but I guarantee in like a year or two, they're going to be spending double that to fix yep. the half-ass job that was just done. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I learned that, you know, I took my, my Nova uh, to kind of get a once-over to have a second pair of eyes on mm -hmm. it. I took it down to Steel City, and uh, those guys were great, right? And mm -hmm. I went in there, and I was like, hey, look, the brakes aren't right. Like, something's going on. And then he came back with a laundry list of things like, hey, man, you probably need to do this. I'm like, let's just do it right the first time. Yeah. That way I can enjoy, uh, uh, enjoy the car, drive it, yeah. you know, do whatever I want with it and yeah. not have to worry about, oh, man, I got to get back under it tomorrow and do this yeah. because, I, you know, yeah. this is on the list of things I got to do. Yep. You know, it's like just, just do it right the first time. And, you know, when I was a younger guy, probably yeah. was not like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On my personal shit, I have, I have passed fast a lot. Yeah, exactly. My very first personal hot rod was a, uh, my dad's best friend gave me a 71 Ford Torino wagon. Oh, wow. And I, it oh, was, okay. I was 19, had zero money, <laughs> and I, I, it was sitting in a field for like 10 years whenever I got it. Wow. And I was like, I have no money to put in this, so I'm going to figure out a way to get this thing on yeah. the road. Well, I, and I wanted it slammed on the ground, just took off the steelies, painted them, took off the hubcaps, sure. cut the springs cut to the, the point. Spring. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I cut the springs to the point where I, I was literally riding on the bump stops. <laughs> so I'd be blowing. I got her on the road, and I'm going down 79, and the outside of the car was all patina but didn't have any rust. Mm -hmm. But all the, the torque boxes... And the inside of the cowl was so rusted. The first big bridge transition I hit, uh -huh. it was an explosion of rust out of the cowl from <laughs> under the dash. And it blinded me to the point where I had to pull over with my eyes closed. Oh, no Because way. all, the, all, all the dust and rust went into my eyes and I couldn't see a thing. I, I swear I sat there for a half hour because it felt like my eyes were bleeding. Oh, really? <laughs> from so, all the rust that came out Learning of the Learning experiences, man. Yeah. You know? And I drove, I, I put a couple thousand miles on the car like that. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I started... I. Uh, got with my wife I was with my wife and we had our first kid and I was like I can't possibly put them in this death trap <laughs> yeah you can't do that so that's yeah. whenever I sold the car and yeah. <laughs> upgraded to something else that I yes. have some stuff on yeah a, a wife and kids will, will seriously make you think about what you're doing to your car yeah. and like if, whether or not you're going to put them in it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you and your buddy would just, just hop in and just like, oh, but if it breaks, it breaks and we'll figure it out. You yeah. know, now it's like, it, it's like the worst possible thing goes. It's like, well, what if a just wheel falls off, you know, yeah. and then I'm out of control and I got kids in a, you know, freaking 50 year old car yeah. riding down the road, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> But not anymore, yeah. not anymore. So how'd you get into this? Like, uh, what made you? Uh, I was completely by accident, honestly. I was, you know, most, most people on all these podcasts and stuff, they're always like, oh, yeah, my dad was into it. I grew up around yeah. it. Well, like, I had none of that. My dad had zero interest in cars. Sure. He was big into bikes, though. It's mm -hmm. like, so. Um, yeah, that little something mechanical. So whenever out, you know, in high school and stuff, whenever, like, Monster Garage was on and stuff, like, oh, that yeah. was my shit. Like, Love I, that shit. I idolized Jesse James whenever yeah. I was a kid. 
And uh, so I was actually going to go to um, Motorcycle Mechanic Institute down in Orlando. Mm. And in high school, I was like, oh, do I want to move that far away from home straight out of high school? And decided, oh, maybe I'll be a mechanic. I always liked tinkering with stuff, you know, with my four-wheelers when I was a kid and my, yeah. you know, like everyone else, BMX bikes and stuff like that. And um, decided to go to WyoTech instead. So I went to WyoTech and I was only there for about nine months with full intentions of just becoming like a dealer tech, doing inspections okay. and yeah. stuff like that. Cause I knew you can make good money doing that, you know, going flat rate and everything. And um, I got hired at a dealership up in Cranberry. Well, they dicked me around on my start date for like two months. I'm fresh <laughs> out of school, zero <laughs> money. And I was driving up in Warrendale and I passed this place that had all these badass like show cars in the parking lot. There was a 72 Chevelle, there was a Willys, there was a, a 40 Chevy that was slammed on the ground. So I like pulled in there real quick and I actually had some resumes in my car. Oh wow. And from school and uh, went in there and talked to this guy, big guy Dan Chisholm, like everyone around Pittsburgh I feel like knows, mm -hmm. knows Dan Chisholm. And um, he showed me around and <laughs> I really lied my way into it. I, he was showing me all this equipment. He's pointing at bead rollers. He's like, oh, you know, you know how to do that? And I'm like, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been doing that for years. <laughs> or, you know, asking me about welding. And I went to WyoTech just for mechanic stuff. Like, I did chassis right. fab and high-performance high engines. But it was just basically learn to basic TIG weld real quick and basic mm -hmm. MIG weld. And that's the extent of my metal fabrication experience. Nice. But everything he showed me, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Sure. Fake it till you yeah. make it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, that's the story of my career is fake it until you make it. So, so um, I, they showed me around, and uh, he was like, well, I'll have the owner, uh, Kurt. He'll call you later, and you know, we'll see if we can get you in here and try out for a job. So sure. I think that was a Friday, and it was like the following Monday. I got a call from him, and he was like, why don't you come and try out for like two weeks? We'll see what you got. And go from there. So I start the first day and I'm freaking out because I have no idea what I'm doing. Sweating I didn't even day. know those kind of, at that time, I didn't even know those kind of shops existed. Like, yeah, I knew about car shows, but it was always like, oh, these people all do this stuff themselves. Yeah. So I start and it was exactly that. Fake it until I make it. And Josh Hart was already working there and he kind of, I watched him and he taught me how to use the bead roller and showed me different ways to do things. But it was basically a whole bunch of trial and error yeah. to make parts. Got an education right out of your yeah, education. <laughs> yeah. And back then, you know, it was work late into the night and figure stuff out. And, you know, now I've been doing it for going on 16 years. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there was, um, uh, there was a time I, I, and I remember, you know, we're about the same age and I remember all those, those car shows, they were always pushing that they needed more metal fabricators because there just wasn't anybody yeah. out there who would do it, yep. you know, and it's not and a lot of guys. still not like, that's what I hear. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's why I, I've been in business for four and a half years and I'm still by myself because I haven't found anybody really yeah, that I to? thought, I mean, see if I have no problem hiring a new guy or like somebody who needs training and, but I feel like I need that initial person to hire that has some experience mm -hmm. so they can be over here making progress on a build while I do guide or, and you know, like I was, I was that right. person that didn't know right. anything. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, that's the time that you is good to grab a kid that has, find a kid that has ambition to learn the trade, show them all the, 
correct ways to do things before they learn the bad ways. Sure, yeah. Because it's, you know, I've had tons of people come in here and ask for a job and they think they can build a Riddler car. Yeah. Like, but then they show you <laughs> pictures and it's like my six-year-old daughter can MIG weld better yeah, than the person, <laughs> you know, that was showing me pictures I wanted a job. But yeah, yeah. It's just... We find that a lot in uh, oil and gas. So we, you know, we hire guys, and they've they've learned the wrong way from you know whatever. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it sometimes it's nice to find guys who have never been in the industry. Yeah. And just have a great work work ethic. Yeah. Because then you can, like you said, you can teach them the right way to do it mm -hmm. and, the, and the way that you were taught and the way that you like it. Yeah. And they can be a little clone of you. you yeah. Know, and not not bring all those. Bad yeah. And it habits. doesn't help that I'm like. I'm insanely anal when it comes to the cars. Well, you have to but be. You have I mean, to. dude, you're, when people are spending this much money on a vehicle, I mean, when you're at the at that level, Riddler level, I yeah. mean, this is. I mean, you're talking. These guys go over it with like a, a you know, freaking gloves, yeah. white gloves. And that's why, and, like, I'm. Know. I never. The only reason I'm really working on this truck is because Bill's a friend of mine. Sure. Like, if somebody came to me and said, "I want to build a Riddler car," like I have. I, mean, yeah. I really don't have any interest in it because right. I want to build stuff that, yeah, it has all kinds of crazy stuff done to it. It's a badass car, but I want to be able to take it out and beat the shit out of it. Yeah, that's the... Take it to good guys <laughs> and do autocross or do the the hot rod power tour and you know. that was always the knock on those cars is they yeah. were all always trailer queens right and they yeah. only had to you know be able to drive into the show yeah it's I like it has to like it. move forward and backward 10 foot and yep. stop on its own power and all this right. stuff but yeah that's why you see the like brake, I don't, all the brake uh yeah. calipers and everything and all the rotors they look brand new yeah yeah <laughs> it's like i i mean i respect that those are more like those are more art pieces yes, than they are 100%. cars you know i want to build cars i want yes. to build stuff that you can get in and have confidence that you could drive it across the country if you wanted to yes and still has style and that's another thing like all these crazy cars that just have you know all these modifications like oh, i'm yeah, all yeah. about modifications just like, shit plastered on them yeah, yeah like i like building stuff that keeps true to what it is mm -hmm. like this merc it's there's not a panel untouched on this car. Yeah. But it still looks like a 50 Still like a Merc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, and same with that. Like, that's a very traditional style truck. Yeah, it is. You know? Absolutely. And then even that Roadster, when I get started on that, he wants just like bare bones, traditional style hot rod. So it's going to have its little details here and there and some modifications, yeah. but it's still going to look like a Model A Roadster. And I think you know? too, I think, I think the trend has come back to looking a little oh, more... Definitely. A little more like the actual car. Well, like le be. less is more. Like yes, less is more now. Yes, exactly. You know, like every car that I've been a part of, I feel like, you know, between uh, RPM hot rods and like I was at RPM for five years and then I went and started Customs by Kill Carry and I was there for seven years and then I started this place. But like every car that I feel like me and the guys I worked with were a part of, we tried to do tons of modifications and just keep it super clean. Mm -hmm. But there's so many shops out there that just go crazy and do all this shit and there's spoilers and splitters <laughs> and all this stuff everywhere. And that stuff is kind of, on, it, I think it's on its way out. I mean, I even, think so too. you yeah. go to good guys yeah. and like all the top 12 awards, Street Machine, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Street Machine, six, seven years ago, yeah, there was all crazy machine work and mm -hmm. all these, you know, looked like spaceships, some of them. Yeah. Now <laughs> it's all become more like just cool muscle cars that are yes. well done, fit and finish, you know, big horsepower, but done cleanly. Done so. clean and, and usable. Yeah, you and know, usable. You, usable. I mean, yeah. that's the, the big deal because some of these guys will be putting in, 
I mean, now with all the, the electronic tuning and everything, you can have a, you know, a thousand horsepower car and it yeah. acts like a really nice car on the road, yeah. you know? And yeah, I mean, you can you're make, able to tune make it, it streetable, whereas yes. 20 years ago, you had to have a <laughs> giant scoop and blower sticking <laughs> yeah. out of the hood. And you're, you're making all the noise, yeah. waking up Ride everybody. your brakes and wear a neck brace because it's kicking you every <laughs> exactly. time the cam loops. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I like. I like where the trend is going more yeah. towards tradition. I, I've always been, and you know, the guys that I built cars with down in Texas, they know me. Like, I like the old school, like original look of those cars. You yeah. know, and I, I don't like to venture too far off of it. You know, yeah. the, you know, the the big wheels and everything on like the old the, on the muscle cars. Like, I'm mm. not a huge fan of it. Yeah, I'm coming around to it. I, I have yeah. some on my nose. I'm now. a fan to, of it. To a certain extent, and you have to have the right, like every car has to have a theme throughout. Yes. That's another thing. So many people build cars and you look at it and it's like, what's the theme here? What's, mm -hmm. there's no flow to this. Like yes. you, you need to have stuff from front to back, inside out, all has to have a consistent flow, right. even down to the style of the wheel, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and the, what's hard for a lot of, you know, customers and stuff is, I mean, there's like, 50,000 wheels to oh, choose from now. <laughs> so, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that, that always becomes a big issue, but yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, my Apache, I've never liked the wheels that were on it. You know, it, you know, I got it uh, off my buddy and, you know, it went through a couple other builders, you know, before it got back to it. And I, I, I hate the wheels. And then every time I start going down the path of, okay, let's pick out some new wheels. I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed and I don't know what yeah. exactly what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't want it to look like every other Apache with, you know, Detroit Steels, yeah. which there's nothing wrong with them. I like right. that style. Yeah. I think that's a really good looking, but everybody has them now. Yeah. And I can't run so Detroit gonna, Steels yeah. now. Your truck would look like yeah, everybody a thousand else, other thousand trucks other that are trucks. already out there. That's yeah. exactly right. You know, yeah. so, you know, picking that is like, it, yeah. it, it's, it's overwhelming. Like you said, there's yeah. so many of them, you know, and, and yeah. I, I, I kind of go back to, I just want to run like an old, some old school smoothies or steelies yeah. on it and just go, hey man, you yeah. know, it's just kind of, you know, yeah. more of the traditional look for it. So yeah. I don't know. And it's, it's hard also to find something that's timeless with the car. Yes. Because there's, again, when you look at a lot of cars that are built over the years, a lot of them will date themselves. You could look at this car and say, oh, this was built in oh, yeah. 1995. Yeah. Or you can look at this one and, <laughs> yep. you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. Although I think that trend's coming back, like that '90s trend. I think people are like trying <laughs> yeah. to make a comeback with it's it. It's called the Riddler Award now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even the Roadster Shop guys, they yeah. built that OBS. Yeah. And it's got such yeah. like late '80s, early oh, '90s yeah. vibes All to the, it. Yeah, the and that bright thing is pinks and so cool. It's neons, got the BMX in the back. Yeah, neons you know? and stuff. Oh man, I think that's like that was like, the extent of my car knowledge back in high school. Like I had a. I had a 91 Cadillac Eldorado and I mm -hmm. had, you know, two 12s in the, in the trunk and a bright head unit. And I had neons under the seat and on the roof that we all did man. pulse to the <laughs> pulse to the base. And I, know, the, the, that was the, my background when I started two episodes ago, uh, I had a, a Q, uh, Q red sport on here mm -hmm. and it's, I mean, it was at the show. It was bagged. It's gorgeous. It looks like a Batmobile, right? Yeah. And so he cranks on all these neons, and I'm like, yes. I'm like, dude, I've <laughs> the neons are the best. He's like, I know. He's yeah. like, I grew up with all the neons, and I wanted them yeah. tastefully on the car. I don't want them, like, 
yeah. hanging out everywhere. He's like, but it's tasteful and I love it. And I was like, yeah. I like it too. The only thing <laughs> I can't get on board with is like the, the rotor lights and stuff. Oh yeah. That like, goes, yeah, the truck guys, all truck, the guys, big truck, guys yeah, yeah. truck guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we call those honky donks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're a little out of, out of control. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of these. I, I don't yeah. know what, what you want to start with. Maybe the Merc. Yeah, probably the Merc's the best. I mean, yeah, like I Merc. said, the Roadster hasn't even been started. Yeah, so can, yeah, yeah. The Merc <laughs> is, uh, I love these cars. I'm a lead sled guy. I, yeah. I love the way these look. My wife hates them because she says she feels like she's in a coffin. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, well, maybe you're going to have to get over that because yeah. at, at some point, you know, I'll yeah. probably have one of these. Right. So. Yeah, so um, like this, I, um, the owner of this is Mike Green. He lives up in Erie. And, um. He already had actually worked with Tavis Highlander, who is a, you know, he does renderings and everything out mm -hmm. in uh, Washington, I believe, in Washington State. Washington State. Yeah, and um, it's, and Tavis I've actually worked with a lot in the past, so it kind of, it was, it was a good deal. Somebody I already worked with was mm -hmm. working on designs for the car. So Mike had a body that was already customized back, it looked like back in the 70s, and it was just sitting on a body cart, no chassis, no front end on it, nothing. So I got it down here and uh, just braced up the inside. I gutted the whole inside of it, had Roadster Shop do a, uh, one of their fast track chassis on air for it and just kind of started going at yeah, it. You know? <laughs> I built all the structure first and then the roof was... So what did it look like when it came in here? Was it just... It was, mean, it was, it was, a, it was basically or? a stock body that okay. they had put epoxy on. Okay. And... Uh, but have, I mean, the bottom half was rotted out. The rockers are gone. Bottoms of the quarters are gone. Bottoms of the fenders are gone. So uh, it was an old rusty car. Yeah, and yeah. the roof was from like midway back on the roof back to the deck lid. Whoever did the customizing back in the 70s <laughs> uh -huh. should never touch a piece of metal okay. or a welder. So it was already chopped. Oh, would... my God. Yes, but <laughs> it was so bad that I ended up cutting the whole back half of the car off. And I wow. remade from this point... Yeah, we're about there. probably about the B about pillar. Half, yeah, about where the, B, the B, pillar. B pillar used to be. Yeah. yeah, all the way back to the deck lid. I handmade a whole new roof for it and kept the original window opening. And then uh, just it like the what what was there was not salvageable. I like, got you. Yeah. Like you could pour a whole box of cereal with milk <laughs> on the roof. It was so warped and caved in. No way. Huh? And I think there were a total of like. Almost a hundred pieces of metal MIG welded together to make the curves Whoa. around the back window. So he definitely didn't have any type of metal shaper. He was basically just it, doing yeah. it piece by piece. It was like tin snip out, a little piece of metal welded. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a little pie cut, cut you yeah. know, come all the way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like the, he had that initial design. So we started with that, but as I was going, I had different ideas and I would throw it by the owner. And, you know, at, at first I could tell he was kind of weary. Well, cause I had never worked with the guy before. Mm -hmm. And Mike's a really cool guy, so I'd, I'd throw by or throw some ideas at him, and he'd be like, "Okay, well, show me pictures as you go," and I would do it. And every time, it, it seemed like he loved whatever I was doing. Okay. So, as the build has progressed, it's been, "Hey, can I do this?" And he'd be like, "Okay, yeah, trust you." So it's oh, okay. he's, so he's gained trust there. in. Well, how did he think, find you in the first place? Was it um, just uh... this was actually going to be built at a shop up in Erie, and then they decided to kind of get out of hot rods because they had hot rod shop and they had a collision shop oh. well the collision shop had just made so much money yeah yeah it didn't panel make sense slapping to, in yeah. and out because i mean yeah. these cars cost a lot of money 
but you don't make a lot of money doing it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but, the, I get but it. that's the thing with the margin on it's not, but very that's high. the thing with hot rods. Like most people like me are not in it to become rich. You're True. in it cause you love doing it. You like, like doing it. Yeah. Like I can't I see myself doing anything else now. Cause it's, you know, the, the creative aspect, I don't see what could fill that void if I didn't have it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what I, I we've said it on the podcast multiple times. If you're getting into uh, building hot rods or, or trying to flip hot rods, like you're in the wrong business. Yeah. Cause you're just, you're, you're not yeah. going to make any money off of it. It's another thing you I've know? turned down a lot of people will call and be like, Hey, I want to do this car and I want to sell it to make some money. I'm like, well, it's impossible. It's so impossible. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's impossible. Exactly. <laughs> Unless the only way you can ever make money on a hot rod is if you have a, you know, have a connection with parts and you do a hundred percent of the work yourself. Yourself. Yeah. You can't possibly pay a shop and then expect to come out on top yeah. with the car. Well, that's, uh, you know, the guy who came and picked up my Chevelle today. So uh, for everybody who's listening, probably, this is going to be like release a week or a week and a half after. Yeah. So if everybody's listening, you know, my Chevelle sold in two hours. I know a lot of people had interest in it. And, but the guy who came and picked it up today, I said, uh, he was an older gentleman. I'm like, hey, man, like, uh, I was like, what do you do for a living? He's like, well, I actually uh, just retired from Pet Boys. Mm-hmm. He's like, and uh, I like to restore cars. And uh, I've done like two over the past six months. And um, I can make a pretty good living at it. He's like, I do it all myself. Yeah. And like you said, I got a connection with an auto part dealer. And yeah. I know all my connections because I guess he was, I guess maybe he sold home or something. Um, he has all these connections now that he can make some, some good coin yeah. off of these, these old uh, muscle cars. You know? yeah. And muscle cars are pretty easy. If you're going to do a pretty tame build. And, yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's probably a little well, margin so in there for the you The thing with muscle cars is you can, you can buy bolt on everything almost. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's what we talked about. I said, man, this body's really rough. He's like, yeah. I can rebuild this whole car out of a catalog. Right. Yeah. Now. yeah. Like, <laughs> and that was the real challenge in the beginning of this. Like I had never built this like a 49 to 51 Merc, mm-hmm. but everyone thinks of like old customs. A lot of people picture this car. So I'm like, Absolutely, okay, well yeah. I could probably buy this and this and this. There is nothing, nothing. for these cars. Yes. I had to make, I had to hand make all the patches from, you know, the whole bottom of the quarter panel. The rocker panels. I still have to do the doors. You can see a hole right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, had to, I had to make. I had to make the whole bottom half of the fender. The inner rockers and the rockers on these things from front to back are four layers of metal. So I had to oh, cut it all out piece by piece and then do each layer again because it's all structural. Oh, and I even added some structure because I did the hard top deal. Okay. So yeah, you had to. Yeah. So I eliminated the B pillar and the. Uh, the whole entire stationary quarter window mm-hmm. and now it has the whole side of the car with the windows down is like a hard top and fully opened up yep. so i and doing that i had to make all the window mechanisms i had to make every window track i made Jeez. all the window trim um am hot rod glass i just talked to her today she's making all new glass, glass tinted for it, for yeah. it. there's going to be flush mount rear window flush mount one piece that's piece front window that's one of the the um trends i really like right now the flush mount stuff. oh the flush yeah. mount stuff looks so it just good. cleans it up so much oh my gosh it's yeah. crazy yeah. it's yeah. nuts especially like i'm excited to see it actually done on this just because this car has oh, such yeah. a perfect you know just yeah. the flow to it on the top with it being a big bubble basically yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i mean I, I watch uh a lot of my classic car yeah. it only comes on once a week on yeah. saturday I, I love it it's one of my favorite shows yeah. that's kind of what I, I base this uh this podcast off of because yeah. 
you know, he's quick snipping and he finds a lot of like really cool cars that are kind of off kilter. They may not be the most expensive, but yeah. they're just really cool. But he, whenever he, he's always like a Merc guy. He's yeah. like an old Merc guy. And yeah, every time he talks to the guys, he's like, well, they don't make that anymore. He's like, yeah, absolutely. I found, I looked for 10 years for this part right here. Finally found it and threw it on the back. Yeah. And like you said, there's just, you would think there would be a lot because there's, you know, when you think of custom, this is what you think of. Yeah. But it's not, it's just not sitting around anymore. Yeah. And, and the guy who picked up the Chevelle today, he was happy with paying the price because he's like, dude, they don't make these cars anymore. Yeah. Like, you just can't go down the street and go pick up a 1970 Chevelle, yeah. you know? 20 well, years ago, maybe. Yeah. But now, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this car to be done because I, when you think 49 and 51 Merc, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you think of as old school lead sled. Right. Every one of them that's out there that's been custom done has a similar chop and yes. wide whites and hubcaps and rear skirts yep. and all, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. all that Curve stuff. Curve feelers and all and that. And I've been yeah. trying to like keep true to what those cars were, but this car is actually getting like, I want to say like a little bit of like pro touring flair at okay, the same yeah. time. Are these going to be know? the final wheels that are yeah, on it? Yeah, yeah those oh, are the wheels shot made those oh, wheels. Oh, this is going to definitely give it a lot and of attitude. The blue is obviously, a, that's the white wall. So I'm yep. keeping true to like the classy wheel with the white walls. But like, and that's another thing, these Mercs, everyone you see, yeah, they're low, but they're always like sagging ass. Yep. You know, they, Correct. Just, they all have that same like high front bumper sagging ass. Always. Whereas this actually, bombers. the way I set it up on the Roadster Shop chassis, it actually has like a, a three quarter inch rake to it. So oh, yeah. it has a more aggressive stance. Aggressive look at it, yeah. Yeah, and with the big lips, it's their 20s front and back. But, um, and then it's got the, yeah, yeah all the modern, trains all the, it's got a Illuminator Coyote with a oh, TVS look at that, huh? 2650 Supercharger. I was not expecting that. That is <laughs> yeah. great. Oh man, these Coyote yeah. motors, are, they're like they're pretty cheap right now. And man, you yeah. can make a lot of horsepower yeah. out of them. Yeah, especially like this should be around between seven and 800 horsepower some, wow. somewhere in that range. Wow, and you've um, done all the inner fender work yeah, and everything. Yeah, I mean, so it's I cut all off, beautiful. You know, when I cut the floors out, I cut the whole firewall out and everything. Mm -hmm. So I made the fire, started with the firewall, then, uh, you know, made everything else from scratch. Yeah, I love these. I love these little insets. Mm -hmm. uh, that trend started coming around. Give it some dimension. Yeah, give it a little dimension. Flat. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody was like, oh, we'll just do the shaved one. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many muscle core guys with the shaved yeah. ones now, and it just looks like plane yeah like, and i've been trying yeah. to actually get away from bead rolling like oh, I, really? I mean you still use it a ton sure but so like there's so many people have bead rollers so many people can bead roll mm -hmm. i mean even on roadster shops podcast when josh was on there mm -hmm. they they nicknamed us the pennsylvania bead roller association <laughs> so <good>. yeah <laughs> yeah me josh and travis <laughs> up in butler yeah so i've been like trying to get away from bead rolls and come up with different things like those are Shapes, like the deep yeah. recess panels and doing this line work and stuff and yeah that looks great you know, i wanted kind of to mimics that old that old yeah, radiator I, yeah know. i wanted it to be like that old uh like top tank brass mm -hmm. radiator look yeah but it all is it just pops off and you have access to the radiator right there. oh yeah and i just used hammer fabs quick lugs on it so it just pops right on and oh, off oh geez look at that that's but, trick right there. And then even the motor is going to look a lot different when it's done as well because um, EVOD out in California mm -hmm. is doing a one-off blower hat, um, one-off valve covers, oh, wow. all billet. Like these are going to look like the old Duesenberg twin. Oh, pump, that's cool. Like, I love cam. those. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. The, the top is real nice and decorative two pieces that goes with some of the other styling in the car. Oh, wonderful. So every the motor is going to look completely different and you won't be able to see a single 
the way that we're going to machine everything, you won't be able to see a single line hose oh, yeah, so or wire in the whole engine bay. So it's going to literally just be all this metalwork painted yeah. with super clean motor. Yeah, and I like that. You know, I think uh, mm. there was, you know, you watch some of the this stuff and you see some of the cars, it's a little too sterile underneath. Mm. And it's just kind of like big panels that are just well, kind of Well, I, I hate whenever you in. see cars that have these huge panels that cover up everything. And yes. I always like to find a spot where you can see under the panel. Yeah, and sure. It's just like wires everywhere yeah. and hoses wherever they, <laughs> yeah. because you don't got to worry about it. You right, know? yeah. It's yeah. like, it's the, you know, it's the, the quick, easy way to quick, do easy things. Way, yeah. But yeah. I like You can say it. lazy, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, man. But again, <laughs> like going back to like the less is more thing, I wanted this to look like this is exactly how it could have came from the factory yeah. in 1950, but with all modern components. Yeah, I like that. You know? I think guys are calling that OEM plus now. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> I yeah. think that's like the new term, right. OEM plus. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So what like, like even just this, this radiator, this top right here, yeah. like how many hours do you think you got in something like that? And, uh, and explain to everybody why it takes so long and why it's so expensive to do. Well, I mean, probably this whole engine bay, there's probably, uh, 150 hours that's a long time <laughs> but, but i mean that's firewall inner fenders front radiator yeah. cover all that stuff but like but it's perfect but it's, like so i mean one it's got to look good mm -hmm. two a lot is affected by the shape and size of your inner fenders and then like under this front panel you got you got radiate you got fan mm -hmm. radiator supercharger heat exchanger um ac condenser Transmission cooler, oil cooler. <laughs> yeah, All yeah. of that has to fit right under there. this, under the fender line. So I, I may- And perform. Yeah, 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 and actually do what it's there right. to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like, just all that stuff factors in so much. You make a, make a template and do all your measurements and you know, the whole measure twice, cut once thing really comes into play on the engine bay area. Sure. Just because there's so much that is affected by it. Even the simple thing is like, the, um, you know, the engine bay getting too hot. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, one of the things that's being machined, you can see where I have it in tape on the side of the hood. Yep. There's mm -hmm. gonna be a hood vent there oh, okay, that yeah. has the name of the car with the mercury head and oh, it'll cool. have a bronze mesh in it that matches the bronze, bronze wheels. Nice. So like, and even the way I have stuff routed in the engine bay is to force air to go to the corners of the hood so, so the, heat, the heat can escape somewhere rather than being all trapped in there you know so they're like for how big these cars are there's not very much space yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. like there's your well that's a big motor now yeah I mean, oh it's a huge you motor, know the motors yeah. back then yeah. I, mean, I mean even the transmission it has the 6r80 in it so it's a monster that's a transmission big transmission yeah. yeah yeah that's huge you know you, so you start to condense down i mean like a small block you know what i mean compared to something yeah. like this it's yeah. like dude you could climb in there and you got all the room in the world yeah. you know like but, my the next build i'm starting in the next few months is going to be a challenge because it's doing a uh, for the same guy uh, rick belaya that i did the model a for mm -hmm. we're doing a 54 dodge coronet two-door wagon so 54 dodge yeah coronet it looks like think like oh, yeah, yeah, think yeah. like chevy tin yep. woody or yep. suburban from yes. the 50s yes I knew so it's a really cool car that i've never seen anybody do so I'm really excited to do it. And we got a- But he probably wants Hellcat. We bought a red yeah. eye Hellcat motor with the eight speed yeah. automatic. And yeah. like, it's gonna, it's a lot of motor to cram in a yeah. tiny, very tiny front end. 
Well, JP so. has that. Uh, he's got a wagon up there at his place. Oh, I can forget what it is. Buick. Buick. Yeah, yeah fifty-seven right. Buick. Yeah. And he's trying to fit some big nasty yeah, motor Viper. underneath it too. Yeah, he has, he, then he, yeah, he has a Viper motor. In that, he's got a Viper he? motor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, dude, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's on a roadster shop chassis too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. he's got all about the roadster shop chassis. Anytime oh, they're can, great, man. Yeah. They, you know, I mean, they figured it out. Oh, you know? definitely. I mean, yeah. it. You know, if for you, and and if they don't have something that you want. Yeah, they'll build it. They'll, they'll build it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are great, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy listening to their podcast. Mm -hmm. I enjoy their products. I mean, you know, customization has come so far. I mean, what, 20, 25 years ago, you had to build your own chassis mm -hmm. like that. And you yeah. had to figure it out yourself and make sure all the dynamics were correct. Yep. And maybe you had a CAD, you know, drawing yeah. that you could work off of or yeah. something. but. These guys now, I mean, they can test everything. I yeah. mean, it's and they have. I mean, you're doing yeah. it that long, and you've done that many. You can, you figure shit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they they've literally yeah figured yeah. it out. You know yeah. what I mean? And I mean, everyone gets scared by that initial cost, but oh, it's the time yeah. savings on the backside oh, is yeah. Crazy. And that's the thing. You go out and buy some uh, some bolt-on components or a front subframe or a front stub or whatever. Yes, you're spending maybe ten, fifteen grand mm -hmm. less in the very beginning when you're buying all the components and the parts, but you're going to end up right around the same spot as far as money goes after the labor and everything. Right. If you're paying somebody else to yeah. do it, you're going to be right at the same price point by the time it's all done anyway. Sure. And in, in most cases, it's not going to be as good as a full frame, you know, just bolt on chassis or well, whatever Well, for like it do it yourself guys like myself, yeah. like it gives me a lot of confidence to just buy it, bring it to my place and be like, this is going to work. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I'm yep. not having to like, you know, guess a whole lot on, on some things and saying, man, I hope this works and maybe trash two or three different designs before you're like, got it down, yeah. you know, right. You yeah. know? <laughs> Get it all done. You have crazy bump steer. And, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, no, they, they've, they've done, done wonders for the, and I think pretty much the whole custom car uh, world has done wonders for the amount of like bolt-on stuff that you can do now yeah which is great for the do-it-yourselfer but like something like this and mm -hmm. like what you do like this is an art i mean this mm -hmm. is something that you know uh, like you said unless you're going to take classes and buy all of the equipment and everything like yeah. that and you're going to invest five ten years into just yourself practicing and really yeah. you know, screwing a lot of things up yeah you're going to have to take it to somebody to yeah. get this type of work done. Yeah. You know, I've, de I've definitely screwed up a lot of stuff over the years. <laughs> well, that's what I was getting. You know? That was going to be one of my questions. Like yeah. how many panels did you make underneath here before you were like, this isn't right. I got to go somewhere. Well, right. yeah. I, I mean the engine bays, say I've, I've become very good at getting a plan. Like I plan 10, 15 steps ahead okay. before yeah. I even start one piece of a car. Like even whenever I'm building the floors, I think how's the exhaust going to be routed? How's all this stuff that is gonna, you know, this one piece I'm making, all the stuff that it could possibly affect. So, I mean, the like the engine bay, I, I think there was mainly, the, uh, the front panel I ended up changing once, but it, I got to a, I caught it early. Like yeah. it wasn't like I made a whole panel and then yeah, had to trash like, it. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was like bend one piece of metal and like, ah, that's not gonna, sure. that's not gonna look right or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's all about planning. Like I have, I have notebooks here, I have notebooks at home, I like, even if something pops in my head at home, I'm making a note on my phone. Really? Like, so I don't forget, oh yeah, I got, this is gonna affect this, or mm -hmm. I gotta remember to do this, because I know 
with the 10 million things I always have going on between here and, you know, three kids at home and <laughs> projects we have going on at home and everything, I know I'm going to forget. Yeah. So I need to write that shit down because. <laughs> well, it's your, it's your profession too. Yeah. You know, for a guy like me, you know, like it, it'll probably slip my mind cause I got, you know, I'm working and things like that. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a, you know, I tell my wife, you know, she, you know, when she became a professional bodybuilder, I'm like, you're a professional now. Like, yeah, this is your job. This is how you make money. Like you really got to, put all the time and effort in not that she has never done that but mm. it's a different mindset you know yeah you're not uh you're not a weekend wrencher where you're like ah, i'll just let that go for another week yeah you know someone's sitting here waiting you know? yeah right <laughs> and they're paying you money for it to yeah. sit there and wait yeah you know so yeah. how much engineering goes into this because i mean you have to be kind of an engineer like you said there's a lot yeah, of airflow I, and yeah like has, I, I mean i never learned officially any engineering yeah. or anything but you like <laughs> With building car after car after car, you just learn the right and wrong ways to do it. You know, even even building like I'm building the dashboard in there right now. Mm -hmm. Just the simple things as far as like like the, the glove box in there. I'll I make all the hinges and everything for the glove box, oh, wow. and you know, so it's it's on my computer or on the table over there with template paper. Sure. And make my own little pivot points with a piece of TIG rod or whatever and make sure it's going to clear and swing <laughs> right. And then sometimes you put it on the car and do the piece and it doesn't work at all, but yeah. you make the adjustments and you figure it out. You yeah, know? absolutely. And so. you're doing a lot of stuff here, like the very old school way. There's not a, yeah, uh, yeah. you don't have a, yeah. uh, a, a, a table or anything like that no. where you're cutting out. No, I got, well, let's see, I got a, I got a tin man planishing hammer. I got a bandsaw. <laughs> I got a box pan break, a, Mittler Brothers bead roller, stomp shear, MIG welder, TIG welder. That's that's it. That's how I do everything. That's good. But I'm I'm sure I'm sure you take pride in that. You know what I, I mean? do. I, like, yeah, I'm, I do. I'm a I'm work. a firm believer in figure out the way to do things with what you got. Because I mean, yeah, I could go out and buy pull maxes and power hammers and all that stuff. I mm -hmm. mean, I say I could, but I probably I can't afford it. Yeah. So that's one reason <laughs> I don't have this stuff. But. But like, you know, there's all this, there's all these things that would make life so much easier, but I've become very efficient with what I have. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I'd like to have those other things, but I, I kind of like the way I do it. Yeah. You know, Just, very old school way. Yeah. yeah. There's like something I, about the, the, the humanness in, in some yeah. of the panels and, you know, uh, of some of the things that aren't 1000%, yeah. you know, yeah perfect you know it's there's something in there that's yeah very visceral you yeah. know and then, i mean there's a lot of like machining that's going to happen on this oh, car yeah. mm -hmm. like like the hood vents and the all the engine stuff i talked about the headlights are getting machined the full tail lights are getting machined all the dash trim is going to be you know one-off machined uh wheel centers still have to be machined there's a lot of stuff like that but i'm also a firm believer in pick the thing that you're best at and stick with it yeah you know, like there's a lot of shops out there that do everything in house, which is great if you can find the guys to do it and you have the facility to do it in. Mm -hmm. But like, I'd much rather do what I think I'm good at as far as the metal and the buildup of the car and then let the guy who's good at body and paint do their part. Let the interior guy who, you know, is good at what he does, he does do yeah. his part. Yeah. And then it comes back to me and I put it all together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, I mean, you gotta know your boundaries, huh? Yeah. 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 Cause like, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so much space in your head for knowledge, yeah. you know? Yeah, and like you said, you got so, a wife and kids. Like, yeah. They, yep. they, they don't want you living down here 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You got stuff to do with them. Yeah. Yeah, luckily, I mean, I, it's, you know, I've, I've tried to step back a little on working late 
you know, there was, you know, back when we were RPM and stuff, man, we would work so late and it just, you know, you'd burn yourself out and everything. And now that I got kids and my wife and kids at home, you know, I try to get home at a decent time. And my wife was with, you know, I was doing this already when I got, when I met my wife. Sure. Yeah. So she, she, she saw, <laughs> she saw like when we were doing crazy SEMA thrashes mm -hmm. and thrashes for Columbus good guys and stuff, like she saw, so she knew that there were times where I had to do that. And the same thing whenever I was finishing the Model A, we wanted to debut that car well, two years ago. We wanted to debut the car in Nashville and compete mm -hmm. for good guys hot rod of the year. So I ended up hiring a friend of mine to do all the wiring, but the car went from a full, fully apart, nothing complete, you know, just the yeah, body and chassis everywhere. and parts everywhere. And I assembled that car by myself down here with my friend wiring. Uh -huh. I assembled that car in 10 days. Wow. So it went from bare bones, nothing parts put to together. full running driving car. I put, I put 40 miles on it around here in Coriopolis mm -hmm. and in moon and everything. And then we put it on a trailer and went the good guys. Wow. And for the hot rod of the year, you have to do a little over a hundred mile reliability run. So okay. I'm in a fresh quarter fresh million build, dollar yeah. car <laughs> with like no miles on it. And I had to drive and it ended up being a monsoon, like horrible rainstorm. Yeah. And I'm in a no hood, no fender, bare bones, traditional style hot rod. Yeah. Brand and new uh, car, interior, yeah. everything. You're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I was pooping diamonds for like oh, I bet. a month after that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Actually, my forearms hurt for a solid week after that because I was gripping the steering wheel so hard. So hard, yeah. We driving through that up. Yeah, your jaw was probably all sore. Yeah. Gritting yeah. your teeth. Like it, was, you know? it was probably the most stressful driving I've ever done in my life. Yeah. But so, like just like instances like that where you have to thrash on a car to get it done because you have a goal set in mind. Yeah. You know, she's, my wife's great for putting up with me to do that stuff from time That's, to time. But yeah. yeah, time to time is the yeah, key Yeah, time word to there. time is the key word. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm doing that every, every week. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, probably not so much. Yeah. I wouldn't be married anymore. What do, uh, what, so what do you think people like know you for? Like as far as your style and things um, like that, or, or I guess. I guess, uh, what do people know you for and what is your style? I guess that could be two different questions. Kind of like what we touched on before, the style. I just like tons of modifications, but tastefully done. Mm -hmm. Just super clean, not all these external shit hanging off the car. And, <laughs> you know, and I, and I think I've had people mention to me at shows all across the country, like everything, they like the way I do things clean and keep it simple. But I like, I like when you can walk up to a car and look over it for an hour to try to find that. You're like, you look at it and you're like, I know there's something different, yeah. but what is it? And you have to actually like find yeah. it or even a, or ask the builder or whatever. You know, that's what I, I really like doing. Yeah. I remember Chip Foos talking about that yeah. years ago, yeah. you know, and I was, and it clicked. It was like, yeah, you know what? Like your builds are, it still looks like the car, Yeah. but there's stuff done to it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I guess that, and I've become, I mean, I hate to say I'm known because mm -hmm. I feel like nobody knows me, but. Just, <laughs> well, you're known enough to get your Instagram hacked, so. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. But, I mean, my, I've been really fortunate. Like last year, Modern Rotting hooked me up. Like I, I had, what, uh, five full features in Modern Rotting Magazine wow. last year with That's incredible. two different cars. They, had, they put the Merc in there and Bare Metal. They did a couple uh, how-to articles with the Model A stuff that I did, and sure. like they, they've been treating me very well as far as press goes. That's awesome. But um, you know, it's it's nice to be recognized with that kind of stuff. Just, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. Yeah, but, 
Yeah, I mean, is that, um, uh, you know, is that like something that you're just like, yeah, that's cool, and I'm on to the next thing, or, you know, is that? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm my own worst critic, like hardcore critic yeah, on myself. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's every yeah. artist and every, yeah. every person who Like my wife yells like at me this. all the time, like, you need to give yourself some credit for that, and yeah. like yelling at me about it and stuff, sure. but I don't know, it's hard. It's just the way I was brought up, I guess. It's, just, <laughs> it's hard for me to, like pat myself on the back sometimes you know even yeah. though in the back of my head i'm like oh man could i did a really nice little, job on yeah, that yeah but i'm yeah. like oh but that's wrong and this yeah, looks like i could have done this a little bit better yeah. and yeah I, I don't think it's ever perfect I, I think that's all yeah all hot rod guys i think that's all guys who yeah. build cars i mean yeah. it's never done but and, and i hope yeah. i never get to the point where i'm like oh man i built such a badass car and yeah. all stuff because <laughs> that's when it goes downhill that's why oh yeah that's when you that's basically why I'm not at the two shops that I started at. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of what it turned into. We were doing all kinds of awesome work and yeah, just it was going to people's heads kind really? of thing. You yeah, know? you know, and that's yeah. that's when, yeah, I mean, that's when you know it's time to step back and you yeah. know, reassess what you think <laughs> about yourself. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's like anything else. You know, you're a professional. It's something you know that's that's fun and gets a lot of like attention. You know whether it be a professional athlete or, you know, something like this, once yeah. you start getting in your head and saying, yeah, I am the man, then it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then you're like, oh, well, yeah. you know. See, I'm the opposite. I'm always like, you, you suck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife in bodybuilding. She's the yeah. same way. I'm like, baby, you look great. She's like, I, I, can, yeah. I could do better. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It would be pretty good. You <laughs> <Right>? know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, some, sometimes it doesn't matter how many trophies, awards, whatever you get, you just in your head. Just, yeah, it's just, the way you think. Yeah, could have done it better. Could've it's the same way with this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, just, for sure. You could win. I could go out and win every major award in the world with this, and I yeah. still might think, "Oh man, like I would, I should have did, did this different, or yeah. did that different, or made that a little better." Or, you know, and and the sad thing is, is it's like ninety nine percent of that stuff that you pick out that's bad. There's like a hundred percent of people don't notice it. Yeah, they you don't know, even see. It. Yeah, don't exactly. even see. It. Yeah, but it's just. <laughs> But you know every square. You inch know the square. Of yes, the car. Yeah, you so. know the build. Yeah, you know, you know the build, and and, and that's the uh, the bane of it. Yeah. You know, is and I mean, it's it's a good thing too because it keeps you improving. You know, you you think back to the last car you finished, mm -hmm. and oh, on that car, I should have did this better, did this different. Well, you can improve it on the next one. You know, and every right. car is going to get a little better, a little nicer, and. You know, it just it all just comes it, with it, it like anything else it comes with the repetitiveness and experience yeah is what it comes sure. down to you know for sure what are the uh, types of builds that like um you turn away that you just uh, don't want any, any part of you're like man i just don't i just can't but, do this <laughs> I, I mean there is i wouldn't say there's really anything i wouldn't do i i, I will not do a restoration okay yeah. <laughs> i've turned down a lot of restorations just because like i was a part of one or two and mm -hmm. there's uh, my favorite part about building cars is the creativity of it. Yes. You know, doing the engine bays and building a dashboard and doing the floors <laughs> and all the little details and stuff where you go to a restoration and you have to have piles of catalogs and you got to make sure this chalk marks here and just all this stuff that it's just, you got to work in a box. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know? If I was making millions of dollars to do restorations, then uh -huh. yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I'll make a yeah. sacrifice, but yeah, you know, I'd rather make a little less money and have fun doing it than. Yeah, know. I applaud those guys that do the over-the-top ones, like we said, OEM yeah. plus. You know, they do the over-the-top ones with all the grease marks and like all of the. Yeah. They've done all the research that goes into it, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I mean, I appreciate the work definitely. It, yeah. But man, but that me is personally the, yeah, doing it, it would be no. boring to you. <laughs> yeah, 
no thank you <laughs> no thanks yeah <laughs> on to the next yeah. thing yeah there's so many cars that people are like oh you can never cut that up and like me and uh when me and josh hart were building the we did a 56 pontiac star chief at okay. co-carries yeah. mm -hmm. and the car was like it was it actually came from a it was a dealership showpiece like the oh, car wow. was immaculate we took the whole thing apart, got down to the bare body, and the floors, oh. like, didn't even have any surface rust. Oh, yeah. And there's all these people, like, don't cut up that car, don't up that, cut up that car. Cutting and, up the car. And Josh grabbed the plasma cutter, and I'm taking videos and sending yeah. them to the people that are saying <laughs> not to cut it up. I'm like, oh, we're cutting this shit up. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> Trust me, there's other ones of these out yeah, there. All yeah. All right? You know, this yeah. isn't the only one. Yeah. You know? I mean, I can see, like. Yeah. One know, of one the, race car Ferrari, and you want to go chop right. it up? Like, yeah. come on. All right. There's stuff like that that's going to have, like, crazy value in it or something that you don't want to cut up but yeah when it's just another car that you know is only even in its immaculate shape is only twenty thousand dollars sure cut that thing in half and do whatever <laughs> the hell you want with it you know <laughs> do you feel like a connection to these cars when they're done like when they leave where you're you like ah yeah. you know they take so long that it's a love hate kind of thing okay all right you know because right. it's just you're you're very satisfied at the end if it came out the way that you wanted it to and does everything sure. you expected and like that's very satisfying so in that whenever it leaves you kind of hate giving it away because it's like mm -hmm. your baby giving it back to the actual owner of the car yeah but at the same time you're like oh thank god i don't have to look at that thing anymore yeah you know <laughs> has there been one where you're just like Man, I really wish I could buy that car. Oh, Pretty much every one of them. Really? Yeah, yeah. okay. But right. it's a perk of the job. Yeah, one of the sure. big perks of the job is I can't afford this stuff myself, yeah. but you... I get to build it and I get to yeah. drive it for a summer, yeah. put the shakedown miles on it, yeah. take it to the shows, have fun with it. Yeah, I got to give it away, but at least yeah. I got to enjoy a half a million dollar car for a while. Yeah, for you know? sure. And it's Not built the way that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you always have to work with the owner of the car yeah. because obviously, I mean, it's their car. Uh, for sure. So you make compromises. You know, there might be parts of the car that you don't absolutely love, but mm -hmm. it's what the owner of the car one. wants and they're the one paying for yeah. it. So, uh, I mean... I'm very interested in the, the dynamic between the two and I've asked a couple mm -hmm. other custom car guys who have done work, you know, like... Uh, you know, the input that goes in versus, you know, what you're looking for. Has there ever been just like something where you're just like, I really don't want to put it on this car, but oh, you yeah. want it so bad, I'm going to do it? Yeah. Without naming names. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, there's been some long conversations. There was a car right. that we were building, not here, but shop I used to work at. We were doing a Dodge, and it was a, a 30s Dodge, a big mm -hmm. sedan. And we're... I already had tons of work done to it and everything. And the guy came in one day and was like, I think I want to make it a roadster. Like, <laughs> it's a sedan. And they're like, yeah, I think I want to cut the top off and just leave the windshield. And I'm like, it's going to look like a giant bathtub. Yeah. And we had to have, <laughs> That's right. it would be a big jacuzzi going down the yeah. road. And we're like, we like cannot an, do this. It looked like one of those early yeah. OBSs that they cut the, the top off. And yeah. it's just a big long yeah. bed tub. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's stuff like that where you got to really sit down or, yeah. or even... When it comes down to colors, there's some people that... Yeah, that's always the big one. You know, I watch, I watch Ken Dig. I mean, he's really good. He does great work. Yeah. You know, obviously, they don't show all the, you know, minutia of going in there and, and physically building the car. And it's a lot of, you know, hey, this mm. is what we're doing. But that always seems to be, like, the big deal is, like, what color to do it yeah. in. Yeah, and there's... You know? And it even comes down to, like, the materials in the, on the inside because, mm -hmm. you know, because there's so many different grains of leather. There's so many different types of carpet when it, whether it be square weave or pile or whatever mm -hmm. and like and some of that stuff is outdated 
So, and it holds one of those things that you look at and you're like, oh, that was done 20 years ago. Yeah. And you don't want the car to, you know, you try to do every car at, you know, you try to do every car timeless mm -hmm. to make it look like you don't know when it was built. Correct. You know, but there's some people that are like, oh, I have this carpet. This is the color. This is the style. And you're this like, this is what I want. Yeah. And I want all the billet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All the, all the ball turned, you know, uh, billet that was, you know, you could buy out of every catalog back in the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s. For sure. I'm telling you, it's coming back. Yeah. I'm all about billet, but it has to be like one off completely machined. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, what are you building? Like yourself or your personal car? Or... Uh, I, I mean, I have a wagon. I have a 62 yep. Chevy wagon that's mm -hmm. air ride, 20 inch wheels and stuff. But, I mean, I, I would love to build myself something, but there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I have a sitting over here against the wall, a sixty eight Triumph Bobber. Oh yeah, Bobber, yeah. So since nice. like I said, whenever I was a kid, I loved bikes, grew mm -hmm. up around with my dad and everything. So since I was a kid, I wanted a old school, badass little Springer front end bobber. And I had the opportunity like two years ago to buy the frame and the engine off a guy, oh, wow. one of my customers. Well, I get it and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna knock this thing out real fast, just do what I've always wanted. Mm -hmm. I bought the Springer front end, bolted it on, and it's been sitting against that wall for two years. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had all these grand plans. And yeah, I'm like, oh, man, you know, man. it's so small, I'll knock this thing out. Yeah. And there's just been no time. Yeah. No time at all. So. My, my buddy Mo ran a, a shop down in Texas and he did it. He worked at Tesla before and uh, it was like one of their head mechanics, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, didn't like it, obviously. Yeah. And so he opened up his own shop, and in about two, maybe three years in, he was like, I don't have time for any of my projects. I'm like, yeah. I really enjoy working on my projects, and I, and yeah. I don't want to do brake jobs for guys anymore, yeah. you know, with, you know, coming here with beaters. Yeah. And yeah, he, ha he closed it, because he's like, I, I don't have any time to work on my own projects, and I, yeah. that's what I want to do, yeah. you know? Yep. So, It'll wear you out. Yeah, well, and that's another thing. Like, you know, when you build yourself something, you, you come in here every day and you get paid to work on other people's stuff all day. You bust your ass on these cars. Right. You're worn out by the end of the day, especially oh, doing yeah. heavy fab work and stuff. You know, like when I'm building this engine bay, at the end of the day, I'm beat. Yeah, you're beat. You're, you're yeah. forming all these panels and doing all this weld and grind and everything else. That's why your shoulder hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why a whole lot of me hurts. Yeah. But, the, I mean, the last thing you want to do is stay an extra eight hours and yeah. work on your own stuff for free. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I did that. My, my buddy, Mark, he used to work for me part time. Um, and he helped me do my square body that I had. We did, I bought an all original two wheel drive, 80 square body and we LS swapped it, lowered oh, it, nice. did wheels and stuff. But that was like, that was a fun project for both of us. We just, you know, stayed yeah. late and worked on it together and, you know, I had a lot of fun with that truck, but um, anything more than that, I don't yeah, know you're... if I would do for myself. Just you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Again, there's just not enough hours in the day. Well, if you if you did have enough hours, like, what's your dream build? <laughs> See, I always it's, it, changes it changes every week so much. Yeah, because <laughs> you, especially with like social media now and stuff, oh, you're scrolling through something and you I see know. something, and you're like, oh my god, I want that now. I know. And then the next day, it'll I be know. like, you see something else, you're like, screw that other car, I want that one now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, I don't think, and the that's another thing. Like I always like odd stuff, and I look at everything for what it could be. You know, anything. Yes. I don't look at stuff as if it is now. 
you always envision something like, oh, if you did this, 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 this to a car, <laughs> I like, like that would be the stuff. baddest thing on the planet. Yeah, you know? I but like I some weird stuff. Man. Yeah. I went down the rabbit hole of late 90s Honda Civic wagons yeah. last week, and I'm like, damn, these things are cool. And <laughs> yeah. like, like you said, you could look at it and be like, man, if you could do this, you, you, know, you slam it down, still be able to perform, yeah. put a nice big K motor in it. Or even maybe something American, you know what I mean? Mm. A small V6. I'm like, this yeah. thing would be fun, yeah. you know? I want to find something to put that new, do you see that new blueprint yeah. uh, yeah. four-cylinder LS motor? Yeah. yeah. I want to put that in something so Oh, bad. I bet. I, I mean, like I mean, I've so. always been huge into LS motors. I love LS motors. And then to cut yeah. one in half and still make 300 yeah. horsepower. Yeah, exactly. Know? Well, I mean, it's for all the, it's for all the import guys who yeah. have tiny engine bays and they want to run. You know they want to run these K motors. Yeah. You know what I mean, and they don't want to go to a a, a, a Jay Z or mm -hmm. you know a six cylinder. Man, there's just nothing out there for them. You yeah. know, the, it's like the K motor, the B yeah. motor, and I mean that's really about it. Yeah. You know. See, like my first thought, I would love to do like a Model A two door sedan with one of those little yeah. four cylinder LS motors. Yeah. Like and leave it fully exposed, traditional hot rod, and just make that engine just make look it cool as hell. Yeah. Because yeah. you know back in the day there was. The model a little four four bangers and stuff oh, yeah, putting yeah. around and everything yeah you know, like I, to do I like, something like that with that ls4 cylinder i'm like Man, yeah i so like cool. those i like that race of gentlemen i've always wanted to build one of the yeah. cars for that i, I think that yeah. would be like a fun deal and a lot of those guys they run the banger yeah. motors on it you yeah know, they don't run the flatheads yeah. which is there was i forget who it was uh tal might have been talbert I think a few years ago, he used to bring it to Columbus. He brought it to Columbus a couple years in a row. Oh, did he? And it was, it was all original. Oh, just so cool. He man. just got it sitting right with the banger motor. And yeah. The, and the, it, the motor sounded so freaking cool. Oh, yeah. And it was just bare bones original car. And it oh, was I just, them. I love you know, it. Yeah. It was so freaking cool. It, it, again, it's, it's like, like you said, you go through the list of everything that you, you want to build and you're like, okay, well, how much time do I have to build? You know, yeah. yeah. You know, if I build a, you know, a race and gentleman car, are you going to keep it forever? No, you're probably yeah. going to want it for like five years. And then you're like, okay, yeah. I'm on to the next thing. You yeah. Know? Then you got to sell a racing gentleman car to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like my last few cars, I, I've really enjoyed buying stuff that's already were like roadworthy mm -hmm. and yes. just doing my little touches like this wagon that I bought. It's a super nice Southern car, like yeah. solid as a rock. It already was bagged and already had the wheels on it. So I told you before we started this that I want been wanting to get it down here for months now and just haven't right. had the time. Had that time yeah. But I'm planning, I have, I have new Dakota gauges, Dakota digital gauges in a box over there for it that mm -hmm. I need to put in. And I'm gonna pull the hood off and just clean up the engine bay, hide mm -hmm. all the wiring, paint the engine bay and just make it real nice. Put, just put my little details into it. Yeah. And it's amazing the difference that just doing those few things will make for the car, you know? And, yeah. they, and they just add a ton of value to it, too. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think, like I told my wife, I was like, after this Chevelle's done, like, I'm done with, like, a full build. Like, I've, yeah. I've, done, I've done too many. Like, now I just want to buy a nice car. And like you said, just put your little touches on it, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Make it perform a little bit better, make it handle a little bit better, yeah. make it look cool, get the stance right. That way you can, you're not in the garage all the time and it's just an uphill battle every yeah. single time you go in there right you know uh and, and that's kind of why i picked a bike because yeah <laughs> i knew it was i mean i didn't want it to sit around for a long time but it doesn't take up any space over right there. yeah <laughs> you know? i know if yeah. i'm building myself a car it's going to be sitting in here and a space yeah, in the shop space. is very valuable valuable territory you know yeah. it's a, exactly you know you're just taking up a spot where you could have a customer car and be 
paying the bills with it. Sure, know? exactly. So, so are you kind of backed up on people right now? Do you have projects kind of lined up or? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. should see his face yeah. when I asked him that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a couple of builds lined up and yeah. a couple that are, you know, the customer, it's still like in the back and forth stage. Okay. You can yeah. tell any moment they're going to be like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. a couple, couple like that. Uh, I got that, the, that Coronet wagon that I'm starting. So that's going to be right. a, that's going to probably be a two, three year project because yeah. it's getting all sectioned and root and the whole roof pancaked and chopped and restructuring the B pillars. Got to fit that giant motor in it. <laughs> you know, cut, uh, it's getting a custom chassis built. So I have to build the whole floor the firewall, pretty much everything that I did to this Merc is mm -hmm. kind of going on in that, that Dodge that wagon. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, do some guys just come in here with some pretty unrealistic time time frames and yeah, but once you like, hey, yeah, and yeah, once no. you talk to them, they're usually, you know, I mean, yeah. most of them are understanding. There's some guys that you just have to kick out the door because they they start getting <laughs> shitty with you about it, and you know, they think they're the only person that wants anything done. But, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And there's and then there's also the people that come in and they see all the TV shows and think that they can do a full build for. Mm -hmm. Fifty thousand dollars, and I'll be like, I'll get you a chassis and the engine. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I can hand it back to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. There's so many different kinds of people, that, and TV is good for the industry as well as bad for the industry. Yeah, you know? I, I agree. I yeah. agree. I have certain things that I, I enjoy watching. There's certain things I just I can't watch. You know, yeah. I just well, yeah. I I refuse to. I'm like, I just know this isn't the way it goes. And, yeah, there's you know. the only show I'll watch is Bitch and Rides, just because I respect. Kindig's shop yeah. and what they, you know, even I've been seeing with being doing in this now mm -hmm. for 15, 16 years. I remember, you know, we were competing against, we were both finalists for Good Guys Street Machine of the Year before sure. the TV show and everything. Yeah. So it's already knew what they could build. You know, I already mm -hmm. saw that stuff and then they just happened to get a TV show. Yeah. And well, I like it. That TV show doesn't really have all the drama and stuff like a lot yeah, of them have. For sure. But, yeah. 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 But, um, couple of my buddies, I, I regret not going on this trip, but they drove from Houston up to Yellowstone and they stopped just, they stopped in Colorado just to see him. And they said he came down and gave him like two hours, gave him a tour. He said he was yeah. like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Man, you know, so I, I do, I, I enjoy that show. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And I like, cause it's like, I mean, a lot of the other shows there, it's, they're okay, but they're not doing like crazy high end caliber cars and Correct. everything. Whereas Kindig is, you know, those. Oh man! Some of the cars that have been on the show were two million dollar vehicles. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's nice to see. You know that they don't hide a lot of the bullshit on that show. Correct. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to condense it. I understand television people get yeah. like. Yeah. I had to learn that with this podcast because when we first I first started, I wanted to get into all the little details and minutia, and it was like. I don't want to listen to that. I don't yeah. want to listen to spring rates. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which I'm sure people don't want to listen to that kind of stuff. And why I would be very interested in it. Yeah. You know, if like he did a whole season on one car and one car only, I think that I would be very interested, but people don't have that type of, of attention span any longer. Mm -hmm. It's got to be, you know, yeah. done, done, done right now. Let me see the finished product. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. why YouTube and TikTok and reels are like, what everybody wants to watch now. Yeah. Let me watch a car being built in one minute. Yep. You know, and yep. I'm on to the next then, one. Yeah, as soon as it's done, right to the next one. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So but yeah, this stuff takes time and you're doing it the old yeah. school way. I like I I like it that way, you yeah. know. I, yeah, like, I like said, the like the model A took me like exactly two years. This is gonna be it, it'll be at three years by the time wow. it's done. I'm yeah. hoping to get this done 
late late this year, early next year. Okay. I mean, it'll for sure be out next, not this summer, but next summer. Okay, nice. Right, so yeah, and he lives around here or uh, up in Erie. Up in Erie. Yeah, okay, yeah. So so we'll two see, hours. We'll see the car yeah. around. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. <laughs> well, of nice thing. To, you know, I'll, I'll get it done, and then I usually keep it for. The first initial show season, I keep it because I try to put as many miles as I can oh. on it before the customer gets it back. Yeah, so, before he gets it back and something, you know, little something here. Or something yeah, there try to put tweaked. at least 500 miles on it before okay. you give it back because yeah. you got to, you know, if, there, if there's going to be a bolt or a caliper that falls off or something like that, yeah. I, I'd rather it happen to me sure. than them. I don't want to be responsible for hurting somebody yeah. else, <laughs> you know. So how and also, about, I don't like, want to get sued for a whole bunch yeah, of money. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that <laughs> part. Uh, and I've always wondered, you know, on something like this, you know, say, uh, you know, two, three years down the line, it's got some little stuff here and there. They mm. they call you up and be like, hey, man, I want to. Yeah, you I know. mean, most most cars that you build, the, I mean, you and you become friends with every car that for sure every yeah. owner, you know. Yeah. So like he calls me on my personal cell phone and we'll text. Like he's texting me about the Riddler the other night because mm -hmm. it was a fifty Merc and. He didn't yeah. like it, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's but, funny. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, and then how many people come back and say, "Okay, I liked it five years like this. I'm ready to do something different with it." Have you ever run into that yet, or no, not really, no? not okay. on a full build, not on a full build. Yeah. Because again, you like we you were talking about, you try to make it a timeless thing that's yeah. not going to lose its style. Sure. And, and and the thing also, like most of the people that can afford this kind of car. Mm -hmm. If they want to do something else, they're just going to build another car. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah and and yeah. if you did, makes sense. and if you did what you should have done and, you know, built them a nice car yeah. and it does what it's supposed to do, most of the time they come back. They'll come you know? back for another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he's actually already mentioned doing another one after this. Oh, wow. So, I mean, wow. we might do a truck after this. Okay. So, um, Trucks are hot. Yeah. They're hot right yeah. now. And I've been you itching know? for a truck. Like I've been doing... You know, old school yeah. lead sled custom, and I've been yeah. doing traditional rods, and I've had a bunch of in and out trucks, like doing mm -hmm. full, like a bunch of metal work on trucks and stuff. But yeah, I want to do a full truck. A full truck, know? yeah, yeah. Just yeah. been You'd really be good at itching. It. <laughs> Just been really, really itching to do one out of my personal. Shop, you could do you know? a lot. You can get real creative with trucks yeah. now. I mean, that's the the good yeah. part, especially in that bed area. Yeah, man, you can go wild back there, do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're crazy. Big open now. canvas back there. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. So, do you do like any kind of metal art or anything like that on the side for people? Or? I was when I first yeah. when I first opened this place. I was trying to think of head ahead of anything. Like, oh no, what if there comes a time where I don't have anything to do? Yeah, you know, I don't have any projects to work on yeah. or whatever. So I started doing like. Uh, like uh, metal furniture and I was incorporating wood. Oh, cool. I was making benches and bar tables and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I really, I, I love doing that stuff. I do it for my, my house Your all house, the time. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I love anything that involves the skill that I have with metal and being creative. I love doing, you nice. know, I've done, I did little, uh, low rider radio flyer wagons for a while. I sold oh, a yeah, bunch of those cool. and I did uh, a handmade model, a sedan miniature, body that matched the actual car that the person had so oh, he could pull yeah, his grandson around yeah. in it and yeah like i love doing that little stuff it's it it's fun to do again being creative and it's also a really nice break from the cars mm -hmm. you know but still doing what you love to do yeah <laughs> at yeah, the same time for sure because you know? sure. sometimes i mean i i don't care who you are as far as a, any builders in the world you know there's gonna be some points you get burned out yeah 
I, I was. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, you, it happens to me. I there's times where you come in, you're like, man. Yeah. I don't want, and you'll go through little, you know, little time frames like that yep. where it might last a couple of weeks, and you're like, man, I, I need to find something else to do. Yeah. You know, two years but then you get back into it. Yeah, two years ago, I uh, I was that way. I didn't work on my Nova, my Chevelle for eight months. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even want to look at it. I mean, I, it was in the garage, and you pass it by, and I, you know, luckily I had those other trucks that were running, and I could drive those to kind of get you know. Yeah. I was like, I just don't even want to look at it. And then one day you're just like, I need to get on this, and I you know you feel passionate again about doing it. Yeah, you know. Yep. So, but yeah, it's like and I love like summer show season too. You know, you go oh, to it's great. Yeah. I might be getting burned out leading up to like Columbus Good yes. Guys or something. Then you go to Good Guys and you see everyone else's badass builds or, you know, and if you have something there, you see what, how people respond to your car and all that stuff. And then when you come back, you're like, you're ripping, yeah. ready to go. You're yeah. like, man, I'm going to set the world on fire now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That and, then is... it might, and then it might only last like two weeks and then you're back to, you know. That is, I mean, but, that's the, the good and the bad part about yeah. the Pittsburgh show. It's in the middle of winter, which I... Yeah, I, I'm probably never going to drive a car down there in the middle of winter. Yeah, I'll go to the show. I enjoy going to the show, and like you said, it kind of re-energizes you. You're like, okay, I'm in January. It's yeah, it's cold, but you're like, okay, I can get this done because right around the corner is going to be you know driving season and show yeah. season, and yep. you know it's a little different. What about going to those shows like, you know, and seeing? Man, that was, <laughs> I don't know what that was. You need to come in here and you need to weld something onto his car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when you see cars that you've worked, because you've worked on a lot of cars in Pittsburgh, and mm -hmm. I, I think a few of the cars that have been on the podcast you've you've worked on, mm -hmm. you know, you know, when you show up to that and you're like, man, you're like really prideful about that. Does it make you feel pretty good? And, yeah, you know, I love whenever you see somebody actually using the car. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. all it gets frustrating if you build a car for somebody. And then it never leaves their garage yeah. or something, and it's like, like Driscoll. Like Driscoll's truck's great, right? Yeah. I mean, like that's a. I really like that truck. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a really nice, and I think you did some metal work on it. Yeah, uh, I did the whole engine bay and yeah. stuff in that. Yeah, truck. yeah, yeah, yeah. He drives that thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he does. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't mess around, you yeah. know. When it's when the uh, the salt's off the roads, man, he's he's out there running it. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So. I know he was thinking about getting rid of it there for a while, but I don't know. If yeah, he put it up for sale, and then I never weird. really heard anything after he, he that. He still has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know he still has it. But, <laughs> he yeah. still has it. I think, you know, I don't know what, I don't know. He, he just started his own business now. So yeah, maybe that. that's what he yep. was thinking ahead. He was trying to think of, hey, like, yeah. maybe I need to do this so I can start my new business and yeah. everything like that. But I think he sounds like he figured it out. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man. Um, anybody you want to shout out to? Anything you want to talk about, you know, before we... <sighs> Wrap it up. I think we pretty much covered everything in I this little so, building. Man. I think <laughs> yeah. so. I know we already talked about one car. You got two, like you said, this one yeah. over here. That one's already started. Yeah, that, yeah, I haven't really started that one. That so. one nobody can see pictures of. Yeah, so. this one you really don't want to talk a whole lot about. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll keep the pictures yeah. out of that. But we'll yeah, see. you've there's a lot of pictures online and stuff that you sent me that you worked on that's yeah. really gorgeous. And yeah, I can have a lot of, there's up. a lot of pictures on my website. And, yeah. Uh, you can look at my old Instagram that was hacked. It's yeah. still up. I don't have yeah, control of it. So but you can crazy. still see posts that I've made for years on that one. Yeah. So. yeah. And then the new one's the same name, just with extra underscores. Yeah. So Isn't not that as wild that there, people just uh, go in there and hack that? And... Yeah. And I've heard a, a lot of people in the last year like got their really, huh? shit stolen. Yeah. That's crazy, so man. I have took up, I put all the extra precautions on all the new accounts I have now. Yeah. Now so you it can't it happen yeah, again. Yeah, like all tri that triple verification. Yeah. All those verification. I mean, it's a pain, but yeah, at least somebody won't at steal. Least you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So tell everybody yeah, where they can find you at and everything. Um, at Craftworks fab on Instagram with two underscores between Craftworks and yeah. after fab. 
And then uh, craftworksfab.com, yep. also on Facebook. Okay, Facebook uh, Craftwork Fabs on yep. Facebook. Okay, yep. nice, very That's good. That's pretty much it. I put all, <laughs> I put all my... It's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, I put all, I try to keep the... Ever since, I was really bad for a while about updating my website. Oh, were you? But once my Instagram got hacked, I'm like, oh no, oh, I just lost all yes, these followers. Yes, yes, yes. So I... Keep, I try to redirect people to the website because I yeah. try to keep up with that. There's different galleries sure. for each build and builds I've done. And there's even, uh, I'll put an engine bay on there if I built the engine bay, like yeah. Driscoll's trucks on there and yeah. uh, some of the furniture I've done and little taut rod things. So okay, cool. try to keep it up to date. Yeah, I mean, that's the... Uh... That's the bad part about doing all this stuff is you got to be up with the technology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about, you know, the algorithms and things. I mean, you got to yeah. be like and a I've coder been, now. Like, yeah. I've been slacking on the, on Instagram. Like yeah. I used to try to do at least one post a week. Yeah. But I, like the way the algorithm, the algorithms are. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I was just like, you got to be a videographer is... now. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, going to take I've a lot slacking. of video when we're done here. I'm taking a lot of video because I have figured out that is what get, that's what pushes yeah. it man and i love the like I, like I told you before i love the pictures like yeah. i think photography is is it's gorgeous i like to see a still shot that looks like it's moving like yeah. i think it's awesome but again the attention span of everybody now is like yeah. i want the <laughs> multimedia i want the you know i want the dopamine in my head yep. you know so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's unfortunate and you know, my, you know my wife's trying to grow her business in bodybuilding and i'm like girl you got to stop with just the pictures. You got to go to video, yeah. you know? So, yep. um, and it's something you got to, you know. Yeah, I need to into. get more into the reels and stuff like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't. Hey, I, man, I don't you're know. already booked. I mean, like, what <laughs> yeah. do you need? I mean, you're, yeah. you know, yeah. what else are you going to, you know, yeah. you're going to want? So, yeah. you know. Yeah, it'd be different if I, like, needed the work or something. But, yeah, exactly. Right. And, I, and it's nice to get your name out there and everything, but it's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I you you like where yeah. you're at. You like yeah. your, you like the spot that you're in. You have a, the yeah. right amount of work. Yeah. You know, there's more no people are, that call. It's just the more packed schedule that I gotta hope to yeah, get exactly. to at some point. Right. Exactly. You well, know. that's the that that's the nice part. Yeah. You know, like again, we talked to some other guys who build cars. Mm. You know, you take you're at a point now where you take on the projects that you want. Yeah. And not the projects that. Yeah. Are just it's nice to be able to say no to stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Exactly. And it's nice if somebody's willing to wait. It's usually gonna be a good customer. Yes. Because they're willing to wait a year or two years or something. Yeah. You know, those people that want in right away and they, you know, they complain if you say, I can't do, build your car for a year or two, yep. you know, then you might not want them because yeah. they're going to probably be on your ass the whole time the car is being built. Well, that's and, what JP said. He said yeah. the big percentage of doing this is having the right owner. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And I've been so lucky with, you know, the customers I've had since I've started my own place and even the customers that other the other shops I've been at, you know, there's still a lot of customers from the last two shops I was at that weren't mm -hmm. my shops, but they followed me because we became friends. And sure. yeah. you, know, you, you talk to these people like they're human, not they're, they're not just your customers. Isn't they're, it weird that when you're you know, nice, like people yeah. like you and <laughs> yeah. like you get more work? Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah. You know, I work in sales and I'm like, they're like, well, you know, like how long, why have you been doing it for so long and, and good at it? And I'm like, I don't know, because I'm, I talk to them like a person and I have yeah. empathy and yeah. if something goes wrong, I'm very sympathetic about it like yeah. Yeah. you know yeah yeah you know, just you're not just trying to sell something and get them out the door and you know go on to the next thing you yeah know? so yeah and, and in this in this industry the high-end hot rods and stuff people don't do not need to do this like mm -hmm. people do not need to spend this amount of money on a car <laughs> right but 
you know, they, they want to, they have fun doing it mm -hmm. and everything. And you, by you treating them well and them becoming your friend, they feel a lot better about spending that money. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they, well, you can either buy this or you can buy a piece of art that you're going to, that you've never met the, the artist before yeah. and it's up on the wall and yeah. people look at it and go, that's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I mean, it's all relative to yeah. kind of what you like. At least you get yeah. to drive this thing and enjoy it and other people get yeah. to enjoy it and look at it. Yep. You know? and I always said that about like tattoos and stuff, you yeah. know, like it's right. It's, like I love art. Like if mm -hmm. I could afford it, I would buy art. And if I had a place to put it, I'd put it, you know, put it up on the walls and stuff. Yeah, but for sure. I don't have a place to put it and yeah. I don't have the money to afford a lot of big <laughs> art. So I just got a lot of money in tattoos yeah. and I get to take those with me everywhere I go for the rest of my life. For the rest of your so, life. No yeah. one can take them from you. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's funny. Well, awesome. This was yeah. great, man. Yeah. Tell everybody, uh, Coriopolis, uh, if you want to say the address or... Uh, 733 yeah. Fifth. I'm right in downtown Coriopolis. Mm -hmm. Super easy to get to. Right off 79. Yeah. Right by the airport. It's a nice, nice central location. So Yeah, absolutely, man. Yep. Absolutely. So. Well, I appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah, thanks, yeah. For, thanks for having me over yeah. here, man. This was, this was great. Thank you so much to EJ for taking the time to come out and hang out with me at his shop. Uh, it's a place that uh, has some pretty incredible things. I hope you got that uh, out of the podcast. Uh, it was really fun. We had a few beers. He's a great guy to hang out with. I could have sat there and talked with him all night long uh, there in his shop. But thank you so much to EJ. Go check him out on Instagram, craftworks, two underscores, fab, two underscores, uh, where you can find all of his updated stuff, or you can get online, www.radridespodcast.com, or on Facebook, you can find him under EJ Talek, or Rad Rides on Facebook, too, so puts a lot of good stuff up there. Go check him out. I really appreciate it, EJ. Had a great time, and we'll see you next time.